Thank you. 
every time I fall, there'll be those who will call me a mistake. But that's okay, cause I hear a voice and he calls me redeemed. When others say I'll never be enough, and greater is the one living inside of me than he who is living in the world. singing this morning, folks. This is one of my personal favorites, so sing out. It's encouraging. First and foremost, let's worship the Lord together.
exciting day outside there. We've got uh, the bacon, egg, and cheese bagels going on, and uh, we're, we're thankful that you're here to celebrate with us for Father's Day, Man Day weekend. Uh, at this time, I'd like to ask you to pass the friendship folders down the aisle. We certainly would appreciate that. That helps us to, to better minister to you and to your family. Uh, just a few announcements here. We'll go through these announcements here. Legacy Sunday, next weekend, 
uh, June 25th will be Legacy, Sun- uh, Legacy Sunday. Pastor John, who has pastored this church for 47 years, he'll be back here with us, and he'll be, uh, he'll be speaking. He'll be visiting next weekend. So I want to encourage you to be here and, uh, and just uh, catch up with him and enjoy a little bit of time with Pastor John next weekend. And then after this service, we're going to go over to the gymnasium. We'll have a picnic lunch over there. Uh, just got kind of time for fellowship, so that'll be an exciting day next weekend. And then the following weekend, you're going to see in your bulletin there that we have the Imani African Children's Choir will be here. So they'll be taking over the whole service that, that, that day, that Sunday, July the 1st, or the 2nd. It's the first Sunday of July there, and it will be an exciting weekend. I want to encourage you to make sure you're here for that as well. And then uh, just our next announcement there, we have our high school camp going on. Our students are, are heading out to camp. July 10th through the 14th. If you'd like to get your kid on the camp, there's still room. Please see Pastor Caleb. And this Friday and Saturday, they're going to be having a, a garage sale to help, uh, to help the kids raise their way to go to camp. So if you'd like to uh, donate some items, you're, you're cleaning up your house and say, well, I've wanted to get rid of this or get rid of that, please bring it up here to the gymnasium this week and we'll have a, there'll be a garage sale. The information is in your bulletin there, how that you can participate in that as well. And then uh, our next announcement here is our VBS coming up, gadgets and gizmos. Please stop by the table in the back to sign up to serve. If you can serve or you can bring in items, there's, there's a, a number of ways that you can help. Stop at the table in the back. Somebody will be there at the end of the service to help you so that you, can, uh, so that you can participate and be able to serve here at VBS. There will also be uh, um, on our website. Go to our website and you can sign up your child to be here for VBS. Pre-register online ahead of time. Put out the word. And then on Friday night, you know, this past Friday we were supposed to have June Jamboree. Instead, we had a swamp land down there, okay? We were trying to pull it off, and right around 2.30, 3 o'clock, in came a pretty good storm, and it just put us underwater down there. And I think that uh, the, the blow-up people, we had these, uh, you know, those bouncy houses, they were thanking us for canceling. They said, could you imagine the, wa- uh, the, the mud that we'd be cleaning out of the inside of this right now? So we had to cancel that event on Friday, and it now becomes a July Jamboree, okay? So we went from June Jamboree to July Jamboree, and that will be coming up on July 21st. So we will have Vacation Bible School for the week, and that'll be in the morning from 9 to 12. And then you come back on Friday evening, we'll have this whole place set up out there, and that will be an exciting night. It will be a July Jamboree, and I'm going to ask you to pray for no rain that week, all right? We want to have a drought for that week, all right? Saturday it can rain, but we want a nice, clean, clear week there. Just ask God to continue to, uh, to lead us and guide us. So we, uh, as we were planning, we said, well, if, if, if we're underwater, that's God's way of canceling it. So God said... No, June Jamboree is making it a July Jamboree. So we're just going to roll with that, and we thank God for that. So uh, we're looking forward to all these great things that God's doing in the church. God's moving. People are coming to Christ on a regular basis. It's exciting to see lives are being changed and transformed. And our first service, you know, it's Man Day. I, I want to thank, uh, thank our man band, huh? Let's thank, thank our man band up here, huh? They did a good job today. So uh, our man band did good, and then at the end of the service, we also had a man get baptized, and uh, his name is Stephen Shelpman. He was out there with one of his cars, number 17 was his car, and he, he actually uh, was baptized today. Can we roll his video? Do you have that video there? I want you to see his testimony here uh, before we receive our offering. Hi, my name is Stephen Shelpman. I'm 23 years old. 
and I live in Pleasant Hills, and I'm going to share my story with you. I grew up going to church, more of a traditional one. I'd go every Sunday with my mom, dad, and my two sisters after CCD, and uh, I never really felt welcome. I always felt like we were being judged. It was more praise on the Father when he walked in. It wasn't really praise on Jesus when we delivered the message on Sunday. Uh, the Everybody that knows me knows that racing is a huge part of my life and I actually started coming to this church because of racing through the Antons. I met them and the first time I came to church was Thanksgiving Eve. My family was all at different parts of the state and celebrating with different people and uh, I was actually here by myself and Tom called me up and said, hey, we're going to Thanksgiving dinner in Eaton Park but for you to come with us, you have to go to church. And he said, if you don't go to church, you don't get to have dinner, and you don't get to go to any park afterwards and get pies. And as soon as he said pies, I knew I was, I was game to go to church. And the uh, first time I went, I felt really welcome. Everyone made sure they greeted me when they were here. Pastor Ken made sure he introduced himself to me. And uh, everyone treated me like I was family. And that's when I knew I wanted to keep coming and I actually would call Anton's during the week and say, hey, are we going to church on Sunday? And uh, the second, third, and fourth week when I kept coming, that's when I realized that Jesus died for us and when I really wanted to become a follower. And uh, Easter Sunday is when it all started to fall into place for me when Pastor Ken brought Shane up and Shane was talking about his story. And... I had my mom, dad, and my sister sitting on the right, and Tom, Michelle, Ben, and Ella sitting on the left. So I had my real family and my, everyone could say, adopted family sitting on the left. And outside of church, I'm either with my mom, dad, and sister, or I'm with the Antons. And it just uh, always feels like I'm surrounding myself with family now that I'm here at church. And uh, I feel like I'm a better person and I can have a better quality of life and enjoy it more. Isn't that awesome? Let's give God a hand, huh? We, uh, we're thankful for what God is doing, and that's just a small taste of what God is doing. It's a wonderful testimony. He came to Christ, man. He has prayed to receive Christ, and he's following Christ, and his life is being transformed. God is doing the work, and, and we're, we're excited about what God is doing here, and, he, and he's moving. I, I hear people coming all the time, and they're saying, wow, God is, God is changing me. God is growing me. God is teaching me. And so we're thanking God for all that he's done here at Crossroads uh, this year here. At this time, I'd like to ask our ushers to come forward. We'll receive our morning offering. If you're a guest here today, I'd like to welcome you to stop by our, our uh, welcome center. And, uh, and we have a gift there for you. We'd like to just say thank you for being here. And uh, if you are a guest, feel free to let this pass you by today. Uh, this is for those that are regular in the grace of giving, that are growing in the grace of giving. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you so much for all that you're doing. You're doing so many great things in this church, God. You're doing so many great things in people's lives. You're transforming people. And God, we thank you for uh, today on this, this man day as we celebrate and just celebrate fathers. We celebrate the men of our church, God. I just, I just thank you for uh, the men in this church, Lord, that you've given us who love you and are, are trying to seek you, Lord. I just pray now that as we give to you, Lord, that, that you'll bless your, this offering that we offer to you. In your name we pray. Amen.
stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never care how late you stay out. Stay out as late as you want. You want to borrow the new car? You want to borrow my credit card? Kids today, they really have it rough. 
I have no idea where we are or where we're going. I mean, when I was their age, life was easy. Super easy. Why haven't you gotten a tattoo yet? How come you don't have any piercings yet? Yep, we're lost. We are completely lost. Ooh, sports. Just do whatever the mechanic says to do. Vehicle maintenance is completely overrated. Look, whatever the mechanic is asking, just pay him. Pay him whatever he wants. I wish they had soap operas at night. I like that boy. You should date him. You should date him immediately. Well, what about the creepy guy with the motorcycle? He's cute. Yeah, sure. Spring break in Tahiti sounds fun. Hey, make sure you get all your video games done before you start your homework. You don't have to pass all your classes. What? You have a project due tomorrow and you've known about it for four weeks and you haven't started yet? Sweet! Doesn't anybody want to know if we're there yet? Remember, if you need anything between midnight and 4 a.m., please come wake me up. Hey, I'm on the phone. Could you bring the baby over and let him climb all over me? Hey! Hey, can you please turn that music up? Well, we just stopped for lunch 10 minutes ago, but yeah, let's stop again. I never have trouble with my toddler. I never have trouble with my teenagers. I never have trouble with my adult children. You know, she's right. We are ruining her life. Yes, more homework to correct. All right, whining. Yay, tantrums. Mmm, vomit. We just really need to spoil these kids more. Sorry, buddy. I don't know any good jokes at all. You're 16. You pretty much know everything now. I think 18's a great age to get married. Okay, remember, make sure you turn on all the lights before you leave the house. Hey, could you leave the front door open for a couple hours? Thanks. Whoa, money really does grow on trees. here this morning. If you're a dad, you're a father, would you please stand up this morning? We want to honor you. Happy Father's Day to you. Let's stand. Thank you. We, uh, we appreciate the dads in our church, the fathers. We appreciate all the men in our church, not just the dads. We appreciate all the men. And uh, we're, we're thankful that God has given us such a great team of people here at, the, at Crossroads. And uh, we're glad that you're here today. I want, I want to challenge us as men this morning. I, and what, the challenge is not going to be just for men, but uh, it is a, is a day, it's a, a dad's day, it's a, a man day, we've termed it man day here. We had all kind of fun outside on the parking lot with cars and, and good, good bacon and eggs, right? All that fun stuff. But uh, I, I want us to, to look into our life and be challenged into our life. And several of the areas that we're going to talk about today are, are really applicable to men, but I want you as women also to understand that there's a lot of application for you as well because this is still God's Word and it's applicable to both men and women. This is not a men's retreat, so we're not just talking about men-only issues this morning. But I want to challenge us uh, predominantly, first of all, to men today. Uh, you know, when I think of men, I th- I, I, you, you think of men, you think of hard work. Uh, work was a, really a gift from God to us. He gave us this ability to go out and work. And work is really, uh, you know, when you, you talk to men, they, they quite often will identify themselves by what they do. Uh, I'm Ken, I'm A, and then they fill in the blank, whatever it is that they do. They, they, you know, I, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a pastor, I'm a teacher, I, I work in a factory, I, I you know, wh- whatever. And, and, and when, we, when we come to understand that, 
a lot of times as men, we get our identity from our work, and really there's so much more to life than getting your identity from work. Uh, work is important. Work is fun. Work is a, is a gift from God, and it was a blessing from God that we could go out and work. But work changes, and so many things about our life change as, as we as we live through life. And and uh, those careers that are here today, they're 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 gone tomorrow. Everything changes around us. So if we're getting our identity from our work, it's it's short lived and and it, it's unstable. And so today, I want I want to think about. You know, I've got this brick up here uh, about how men love to build. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just, uh, there's something in us. We love to build. We love to put things together. We love to, you know, men love to build engines. I mean, you see the cars out there. Guys will tell you how much, how many hours that they spent on their cars. Eric will tell you how many hours he put into that boat. And, and uh, just, you know, he, he told me there was no, no nails, no screws in that boat. It's only glue. I was like, I was amazed by that. And, and we, we love to put hours into these things because we, we love to accomplish. We love to fix. We love to, to, to achieve and I want you to think about building, and if you're building a house, and how, how important it is to build. And this is your life. Your life is, build, is like a building. You, you come along with your life, and you build it one brick at a time. And regardless of your age this morning, you may be 50 years old, 60 years old, you may be 20 years old. No matter where you're at in the pro- process here this morning, you are building your life. Uh, what happened yesterday, you can't change yesterday. Yesterday's gone. And I'm thankful to God that he says that yesterday is not your identity. Your past is not who, what identifies you. It, you have a future. And as you build your future, you get to build it one block at a time. And as, you, as we're going to look at a passage this morning here about a guy who builds a block, but he says that you've got to have the right foundation. And we understand this, that, that as, as you build, as you build, build a house, as you go out, the most important part of the house, you can build a big house, a small house, it doesn't matter, but you've got to have a strong foundation in order for the house to be there for many years to come. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, we're going to pick up there this morning. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, this is at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is kind of wrapping up his Sermon on the Mount, so he's given them all these great things, and he says this, he says, it says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. He says, if you will, if you will hear, not just be a hearer of what I'm saying, if you will go out and do what I've taught you here, then you will be like the man who builds his house upon the rock. You'll have a stable foundation, and this will carry your house. You'll be able to take your house and, and, and develop it, and you'll be able to, to build a great house. But as, as you live your life, you've got to have a solid foundation. And that solid foundation is to not just hear, but to do what he says. And, and, the, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. So, so the storms come, and a, and a house that's built on a solid foundation, with a solid foundation, when the storms come, the house stands. The house can handle the storm. Why? Because it has a strong foundation. Its roots go down deep. He says that, that, that it was founded on the rock. Verse 26, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who has built his house on the sand. 
Uh, sand is unstable. You know, if you go out there into, uh, into the ocean, go, go out to the, to the beach, and you'll see that well, at low tide, the, the beach has all that hard sand, but it's not a place where you can build a house. It may, it may be able, I may be able to ride a bicycle across it, but you can't build a house on that sand. And so he says that a man who builds his house on the sand, look, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. So if you hear the words of Jesus and you don't do them, you don't, you don't let it change your life. You don't let Jesus change your life. You don't let him impact your life. You're like the man who builds his house on a shaky foundation. And his house is built on the sand. And the rains descend, the rains come down, the floods come and the winds blow, and they beat on the house and it fell. And great was its fall. Jesus here says that hearing is important, but it's not enough. Uh, You may be a great listener. You may listen to the things of God. You may listen intently. You may listen reverently. You may even listen and agree. But if we don't go out and do what Jesus told us to do, then you are like the person who is on a shaky ground. You're like the person whose life is very unstable because it hasn't impacted your life and changed your life. And this is, Jesus is giving a, a real important, an important warning here. It's an important wrap-up to his message. How many times do we run into people that they have a good agreement with the Scripture, but they have no change of their life? God, there, there's no impact in their life. They're not out. Their, their life is not built upon those principles of God. Their life is built on something else. Um, James said it right. James said in chapter 122 of his letter, James says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. If you hear the word and you don't go out and do it, you're not hurting anybody else but yourself. Uh, you're, you are deceiving yourself. You are the one who's deceived. Um, you, you can hear the message of God. You can walk away and say, yes, Jesus is good. Jesus is love. But if you don't accept him, you're the one who's hurting. You're the one who's deceiving yourself. If you, you go out and you're, you know we're supposed to love God first and to love our neighbors, and we don't implement and go out and love God and love our neighbors, then we're the one who are deceiving ourselves. He continues on, James chapter 1, verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Every now and then, my wife will say, you haven't seen the mirror yet this morning. You know, that's not a very encouraging thing when your wife tells you that, you know. I can tell you didn't look in the mirror yet. Uh, You know, I had a a few days ago, you know, take a towel and you dry off with a towel. You get that little bit of cotton that comes from the towel, you know. And it's it's just in a little scruff there. And my wife's like, you obviously haven't seen yourself in the mirror yet. You need to go look in the mirror. And I'll go look in the mirror, and what do you do? You see something, you see, this, you see there's a problem there, and you, and you take it and you clean it up, right? And the Scripture says here, James says, that's what somebody is like who does not, who is not, who, who does not, is not a doer. They're just hear God's Word. It's like coming to the Word. He's telling us that God's Word is like a mirror. And when we look in there, we see things about ourselves that God is transforming, and God is changing. And when we come in there and we look at those things and we say, oh, well, I'll just continue to do my own thing. That's whenever we look there, and it's like looking in the mirror and seeing dirt on our face and just walking away, doing nothing about it. So God wants us to be, to be not just hearers, but to be doers. 
And what are some of the things that he said in the Sermon on the Mount? Just, just to name a few, he says, uh, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Just a few verses earlier, he says, seek God's kingdom, not your kingdom. In other words, align with God's will for, for what God wants, not what you want. And, and put his, put his will, will ahead of yours. And then he says that all these things will be added unto you. You'll have your, your food, your clothing, your shelter. He will take care of your necessities. Oh, they may not be as good as somebody else's, as, as you look at somebody else and, and compare and all that. No, no, no. God says, if you will seek my kingdom, my will first, I will guarantee I will take care of you. You're my child. Uh, he says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And how often do we get sidetracked by treasures on earth? Uh, that, there, here we go. We, let, we, we build on shaky ground when we start, start investing uh, more in the things of this earth than we invest in the things of God. He says, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. I, told, uh, I, I often say this, that uh, you know, uh, all, all these things that, that we accumulate. It's amazing how that as we age, they just don't mean as much. Uh, things that are going to last. He says, build your life on things that will last. I pray to your father who is in secret. He says to go and pray to your father in secret. Now listen, every one of us, we're building a life. And so you're building your life one brick at a time. Uh, each day, one day at a time, every day that you get up is another day to build the brick of your life. Take, the, take another brick and you're building your house. You're building your life. And so there's a, a few characteristics this morning I'd like to share with you about building your life. And I think that they're so important. God laid out here. He says, look, either you're going to be on shaky ground or you're going to be a solid foundation. So number one, I want to share with you this morning the characteristic of a life, of a great life. You want to live a, uh, live a great life. We all want to live a great life. We want to we we do something great. We want to we leave our mark on this world, right? Well, the way we do that is one day at a time. And we build our life based upon, number one, is to have a firm foundation. And I want to encourage you to, to make God the foundation of your life. If I were to ask you, what is the foundation of your life? I think that's a challenging question. And some people don't even know what the foundation of their life is. Some people, they're just working so hard. They're going from job to job. They're, 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 they're relationship to relationship. And they're just kind of running life all the time. And in the meantime, uh, God says, I want you to lay down me as your foundation. Uh, Jesus is our foundation. The apostle Paul said over in 1 Corinthians that there's no other foundation except for Christ. Uh, we cannot build our life on any other foundation, and it starts with Christ. But what is your foundation? Uh, w would you say it's your job? Would you say it's your working? Uh, w or would you say, wow, I really don't know what my foundation is? God says to, let's, let a great life requires a great foundation. And here it is, Psalm 18.2. God is my rock. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. God is your rock. Now, I want you to think about that, because your life, you get to take the bricks of your life each day, and you get to build it upon the rock. Check out this picture here of the rock. The Lord is my rock. I want you to think about that. You're building your life 
on something that will never, ever change. Uh, the, the, the sands of your career, they will change. Uh, you may be happy in your career today. Tomorrow you're going to be unhappy. You may enjoy your career today. Tomorrow it could not even be there. Your relationships, your family, if we build all those things, uh, we can't build upon those. We build upon the rock, the rock of Jesus. It, he will never change. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He says, build your life upon the rock. So I want to encourage you today, have a foundation and build your life upon the rock. Proverbs tells us, how, how do you build your house? He says, through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. In other, in other words, godly wisdom is how you have a house built, how you build your life. You build your life through godly wisdom, and you establish it on a, on a sound foundation. By understanding, a sound foundation is, is, is how it comes. So we get into God's Word, we get to know Him, and we build a solid foundation on the rock, on Jesus. Uh, everything in life is going to change. Everything will come and go. But Jesus will never change. He is the cornerstone. He is the foundation of which we build your life. He's what we build this church on. He's what we build everything on. But you know what? Many people are not building on the foundation of Jesus. Uh, many people are going out and they're making decisions on what they want to do based upon how they feel. Now, let me tell you about your feelings. They change quicker than the weather. They really do. Your feelings change so fast. Your feelings are not reliable. The rock is reliable. So how do you make a decision on what you're going to do today based upon the rock? based upon the rock. I can't make a decision on any other influence around me. Uh, my decisions on what I do, uh, how I'm building my life, how I'm investing my time, it comes not based upon, oh gee, I will feel good, I will get a return, that will make me happy. No, it is based upon the rock. It, 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 when, when, I put, when I build my life on the solid rock, on that huge gigantic rock there, that's where you want to build. Because if you're going out and you're taking and you're building, men, we love to build. Women, you're building your life too. As we go out there and we build, if we're, if we're building on unsolid foundation, when the storm comes, the house falls. And so we've got to build on the solid rock, not based upon what I will get out of this, not based upon how good I'm having, what good time, how I'm feeling, all these things that are so temporary, um, jobs are temporary, all these things, temporary, temporary, temporary. We've got to come and build our life on the rock, on the rock of Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 3. Proverbs 12.3 says that a man cannot be established through wickedness, but righteousness cannot be uprooted. In other words, he says that your life, you, if you're building your life, it, it can't be on things that, that are not what God said. God said, don't just be here, be a doer. So we go out and we say, well, I'm not going to take God's word for real. I'm just going to hold grudges. I'm supposed to forgive, so therefore I hold a grudge, and therefore I'm building on unstable ground. Uh, and you, you look at all the things of your life in, in unstable ground. I love this paraphrase, Proverbs 12.3 in paraphrase. You can't find firm footing in a swamp, but a life rooted in God stands firm. 
We went down on the field there Friday afternoon after that rain. And I'm telling you, it was a swamp. You're walking down there and you're just... And it was wonderful. Because my socks were wet right through the shoes. I didn't even have to take my shoes off to get wet feet, you know. And I, and I, I got my socks are wet. You're walking. And I'm telling you, it's like... You're, 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 you're walking like on eggshells because you didn't want to slip in the mud. And so we, we canceled this event because we didn't want to have 700 people on a mudslide, okay? You can't build in a swamp. A life rooted in God will stand firm. So you have an option. Your option here is to build your life in a swamp... Go out there. You know, the swamp is the things you see on TV, okay? Uh, the, the, the world's influence that the world gives us. The world is bombarding you. I want you to understand that. The world has a message that is totally opposite of Jesus Christ. God says, here's my way. This is what I want you to do. The world says, here's our way. Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Oh, you have an option. Are you going to build your life in a swamp or are you going to build your life rooted on God? It's a big choice. And, and what happens, you say, well, this, is, this doesn't matter. Yeah, it does, because you're building a life. And the more you build on the swamp, later on, that whole house starts to get real uneasy. And it may look okay now, and it hasn't caught up with you. What happens is later on, it catches up. Because when the winds blow, as the Scripture says, the house comes down. Life is more than than focusing on these temporary things that we, we tend to focus on. It's more than the physical. There's, uh, there's so much more. There's, there, God has the spiritual aspect. He says, I want you to take these things and build your life on the rock. Number two, I want you to, uh, I want you to remember what is important. Remember what is important. Uh, Jesus said, and we've been talking about this for about four weeks, that the great commandment, out of all the law, what was most important was to love God and to love others. And we've been talking about that for several weeks, but, but I want you to understand that the world does not reward what God rewards. The world does not reward that. The world does not, here's what the world rewards. The world rewards accomplishments. So what do we do? We focus on accomplishments. We go out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to accomplish. The world uh, rewards achievements. So we focus on achieving great things. We get our, that's where we get the reward from. The world rewards appearance. And so what do we do? We focus on appearance. We focus on looking good. Uh, do you realize how much the multi-billion dollar industry is right now uh, that is trying to sell to our to our young people, to, that you can look good. I want to share this with you. There's coming a day when you won't look good. It's the reality of life. Um, you know, most likely, uh, things will change. I know they will change over time. And so, if you're, you're in your 20s today, I want to share with you, enjoy it. Because that will change. And as we get older, it's, it's so funny to watch. We can be so focused on how we look, and that is not the foundation to build your life upon. These achievements are not how we build our life upon. Accomplishments. How about this one? The world, require, the world rewards acquisitions, so we focus on getting more and more. Uh, <laughs> I, I've always said this, that he who dies with the most toys still dies. And that's just the reality. Uh, you, you can build up all the wealth that you want, and after you're gone, you're gone. 
You're not taking any of these things. And, and you know, I've, I've just watched my father-in-law. He turned 80, and, uh, and they're selling their house, and they're downsizing. And I watched him go through his house, and all these things that he's accumulated all of his life. He's worked so hard on this awesome house. He has a nice little garage. I mean, he's poured his life into this house. When you think of my father-in-law, you think of this house and, and how he took care of it and took this old farmhouse, and it's a beautiful place. And now... He's walking away from it all. And he's going around the house and he says, okay, I worked hard for this. I had a lot of time of that. Do you want it? Well, if you don't want it, I'm going to sell it. Uh, if you don't want it, I'm going to get rid of it. And today they're having a garage sale and they're, and they're selling the last of uh, the, the belongings that he can't take as he downsizes. And it's like, wow, it's kind of depressing to watch that because it's the cycle of life. We go through the cycle where, where we build up all this wealth and then one day we realize that it just didn't matter. It just didn't matter. See, that's not the foundation to build your life upon. Your life cannot be built upon things that are not going to last. What is important? Galatians 5.16 says this. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. And that's what is important. Uh, it's, it, it's not being right. It is love. It's not winning the wars. It's love. It is not building houses and lands. It is love. It is faith expressed in love. And what was happening in the book of Galatians, he's writing this letter to the church of Galatia, and, and they were struggling because there were, there were the, these Jews, that, uh, former Jews, that were now fo- Christ followers, but they had the Jewish background, and they wanted everybody to, to follow the laws and, ha- and to be circumcised and do all these things that the, that the, that the law said. And then there were these new believers. They, they didn't have the religious background of the, that the Jews had. They were followers of Christ. And they said, well, we, there's no need for us to do all those religious laws. And the Apostle Paul comes and says, listen, that's not what matters. Here's what matters. Here's what is important. It is your faith expressing itself in love. And I ask you today, do you express your faith in love? Uh, what, what's important is, faith, is, is love. 1 Corinthians 13 is a great passage. You go through there and read it. And he says, if I have not love, I am nothing. And I, though I can do all these great things, I can prophesy and do all these great things, he says, at the end of the day, if I have not love, I am nothing. There's faith, there's hope, there's love, and the greatest of these is love. Now let me give you a little equation here about your life. Your life... Minus love equals zero. I want you to catch that. Your life minus love equals zero. That's what 1 Corinthians says. He says, if you do all these great things, and so you can come, you can serve in vacation Bible school, you can serve in the parking lot, you can serve in the church, you can do all these great things. But if I do them and I don't have love, I am nothing. Nothing. I want to encourage you, build the right foundation, lay the right foundation, and, uh, and understand what is important. Because as you're building your life, as, as you're going to come out here, uh, love is going to be a pretty high on that list. Uh, if, if I don't have love while I'm building, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not building a very good life. Uh, my foundation is on God. He says to go out and do what I've, what, what I've told you to do. And if I'm not building on that solid foundation, I'm nothing. Surround yourself with others who are building the same type of foundation. Uh, you, you've got to surround yourself with others who are building on the rock. 
Uh, when you think of that rock, you want to you want to get around other people who are building like that, uh, building on on similar foundation as you. Um, you can't soar with eagles if you're walking with the turkeys. You've probably have heard that, right? You can't soar with the eagles when you're hanging out with the turkeys. Uh, and it's amazing what happens. Gravity has a natural tendency to it just pulls us down. We get we get pulled down. Uh, the scripture tells us here, First Corinthians fifteen thirty three: bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. That's First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Whenever we, whenever we surround ourselves, we've got to put people who are closest to us, they've got to be the people who are pushing us towards love and good deeds. They've got to be people that are building on the similar foundation. They understand. And so when you, when you put your tightest around you, do they have the right, do you allow them the right to come to you and say, hey, you're, you're not on the right foundation. Hey, that, that's, that's not, this isn't what you what you're wanting to do. And you get people around you who will surround you. Uh, that, that's what we do here at church. And church is not meant just to be something that happens on Sunday. It's meant to be something that happens all week long. You're building relationships. Uh, when we leave here, you're going out into the world and you, you, have, uh, you need the strength of, of other people here who come alongside of you and encourage you. Proverbs 14.7 says, Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. Stay away from fools. A wise man builds his house upon the rock. A fool builds his house upon the sand. Stay away from those who are not building their house upon the sand. They're not going to encourage you. Uh, follow the steps of a good man. Proverbs 2.20. Follow the steps of a good man instead and stay on the path of righteousness. You, you hang out with the people that are going in the same direction. I commit to God's great purposes. Commit to what God is doing. God has a big plan for your life. He's got the great commandment and he's got the great commission. We commit to those purposes for our life. And what does uh, Matthew 20 verse 26 tells us about how you want to become great? Here it is. If you want to become, whoever wants to be great among you, he must be your servant. Jesus went out and served. And he says, if you want to be great, you go out and serve. Let me share with you how this happens. It's like this. A couple of weeks ago, I came home, and I noticed that everybody was running. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at the table, and I'm, I get up to go into the kitchen. I get a drink of water, and I notice that there's a, a mountain of dishes in our, in, our, in our sink. You know, that happens from time to time. You just kind of get coming and going, and the dishes are just, they pile up. And so I went over there, and I, I started picking up the dishes, and nobody was home. Nobody saw it. And I just I turned the water on. I rinsed them off. I opened the dishwasher. I put them all in there. I closed the dishwasher and I hit start button, right? My wife came home. She said, who did that? You didn't do that, did you? All right? And, and so what happened was I made an impact on her by serving. Why? Because I'm building my foundation on what God says to serve. It didn't matter. Oh, sure. Was I inconvenienced? Was it really a big deal? No, it wasn't really a big deal. But it's a small way that I'm building my life every day and I make a decision how to encourage somebody else around me because I'm building my life on the right foundation. Mark 8.35, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake in the gospel will save it. 
we're called to give our life to Christ. Uh, to, 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 you know, if you're going to go out and find it, let me say this. You're not going to go out and find your life in the things that the world has to offer. It's not there. It's not there. God, the rock, he loves you unconditionally. And he says, build your life on me. Build your life on me. I want to encourage you to go out and be courageous. You know, there, there's, a, there's an unseen war that's happening in, in our world today. You can't see it. There are, there are, there's angels and demons, yes, and you cannot see them. There's good and evil, and you cannot see those things. And this war is raging, and it's raging against your family. And men, I want to encourage you today to build your house on this man day. You don't have yesterday. You cannot change yesterday. You say, I've made mistakes. I've made bad decisions. I have a lot of pain. You can't go back and change that. But you can start today building your life on the right foundation. Start today. Be courageous. Stand up. The Scripture tells us to, to, to watch your guard and to be courageous, to stand firm. And so as we go about this work of building this house, building your life, I want to encourage you to build your life. Men, especially today, I'm challenging you. Why? Because as men, the, there is a war out for, uh, for you, for your soul. There's a war out for your family. What you do matters. How, how you impact your kids. Your kids need the security from you. And you don't get to give them security unless your house is built upon the rock. Women, I want to encourage you as you build your house, surround yourself with people that are building, building the house on the same way. And you get together and you come together and we say, all right, I'm building my house one brick at a time on God. Because here's the deal. At the end of the chapter there, chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, and I want you to catch this, he said that the rain came on both the guy who built his house on a solid foundation and the guy who built his house on the sand. It did not not rain. I, I, I used to think this. When we were kids, they sang a song. I, I've been going back to these little kids' songs lately. But does anybody remember that song you used to sing about the story? The wise man builds his house upon the rock. Remember that? Anybody remember that? Okay, there's a few more of you this service, all right? So we used to, first service, like, no, they're looking at me like, oh, all right? The wise man builds his house upon the rock, and the rains came tumbling down. The rains came down, and the floods went up, all right? And so you remember that, okay? So... And then it would go, and the foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built it, all right? And the rains came down, and the floods came up, and the house on the sand went splat. And I remember as a kid, you were just so happy to go, splat. And then the song keeps going. It says, so build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ. Build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it went and said this. The song said this. And the blessings will come down as the prayers go up. The blessings will come down as the prayers go up. And somehow I interpreted from that song that if I built my house upon a rock, it would never rain. I interpreted that if I built my house on a rock, that the blessings will always come down. And you know what God says? God says... I'm in charge, and I let it rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. 
and I let it rain. I let the sun shine on the righteous and the unrighteous. And what he says there is, you're going to build your life, and the storms are going to come no matter where you built your foundation. If you're a believer of Christ, I want to share with you that the storms will rage. There will be tough. My foundation is built on Jesus Christ, but I have to tell you the storms are tough out there. And every now and then I lose a few shingles, don't I? Every now and then the winds blow hard and the windows get blown out, and it's tough. It is real tough. But my house hasn't collapsed. My life hasn't collapsed. Why? Because I am built on Jesus Christ. And I know that the longer I live, the more the storms will come. And I want to encourage you this morning. You have an option. You have an option. Jesus is offering you his love, his forgiveness, and he's offering you his rock. And he says, don't worry about yesterday. That's gone. He says, build your life on the rock. And what an awesome God that he gives us a new mercy every day that I could build my life on his rock. Let's bow in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, I, I want to call you to Jesus Christ this morning. I want to invite you to the rock. Look, I can give you all kind of things out there. There's all kind of fun things that happen, and they're all temporary. But if I can give you the rock, the rock, he'll, you can build your life on him. So I ask you this morning to open your heart to Jesus and invite him in and build your life on the rock. And if that's you this morning, you say, Pastor Ken, God's been speaking to me. He's talking to me. He's been, he's been nudging at my heart. I want to encourage you today to open your heart to Jesus and pray a prayer something like this. Just call on him right now quietly. Dear God, I need you. God, I want to build my life upon you. You died on the cross and you paid for my sin. And God, I admit that I'm a sinner and I've done wrong things. And today I want to accept you because you paid for my sin and you came back to life again. And I accept your love and forgiveness. And God, I offer you my life and I ask you to help me to build my life upon you. God, I've been let down by so many things around me, so, so many things that I thought were going to be different. But God... I now know that you're the only one that will never change. And for others in this room, maybe you've been through the storm lately. Maybe you've lost a few shingles on the life of your house. Maybe, maybe uh, there's a, the, a few of the sidings come off. Maybe it's been painful. I want to encourage you, don't give up on the rock. Don't start building an add-on to your house of your life in the sand because it will be a total waste of your time. And don't go out and do it because you have pain. Don't go out and do it because you're searching. Come back to the rock because he has everything that you need. Father God, I pray you'll be with each person in this room this morning and help them as they respond to your goodness. For you are a good, good father. In your name we pray. Amen.